0: Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Claassen, and today I wanted to share a little bit about my pregnancy journey. All right, so if you've listened to a past solo episodes, you might have hinted at um, the, I guess the hint, or I even shared it on social media now, um, is that I'm pregnant. And so I am actually 22 weeks pregnant as we are recording this. And I wanted to share just a little bit about my journey. Um, I am 38, and so I wanted to share that for anyone who is. Over the age of 35, and a little freaked out about the geriatric pregnancy label or how that's been going for me, um, and all of kind of the backstory into how this came to be. So, we um, about, well, probably for the last four years, we've done nothing to stop a pregnancy. And I'm very aware of my cycle. It's been something I've been tracking. Um, and just I know when I'm ovulating. And so, I was just wondering, I'm like, maybe this isn't in the cards for us. Um, it just seems to not be happening. And I wasn't willing to do IVF. That was something that it was not um, something that I wanted to do or explore. And my husband didn't want to adopt. So that was, and he's adopted himself. And so we were kind of like, okay, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. Otherwise, we were totally content, you know, with our one kiddo. And that, that is kind of where we, that's where we left it. Um, In 2020, we decided, okay, yeah, let's, let's really go for it. We're actually going to try Cause you know, with my son, we didn't necessarily try. He was kind of a like, whoops, surprise. Um, you know, right after we were married. It was wow, he Jalen was here. And so that is kind of um, that is kind of where we we were with our journey on even conception or trying to get pregnant. So we were like, okay, 2020, let's try. Um, well, <laughs> then the pandemic happened. So we're like, okay, let's pause this because we didn't know. We didn't know what was going on. Um, it just didn't seem like the great timing, so we paused that. And then come 2021. Well, at the end of 2020, um, was it 2020 or no? It was 2021. So 2021, you know, we're is still up in the air. Um, stuff was still kind of going wrong. And then in August of 2021, I got very sick for like six weeks, um, and just kind of out of commission. And so that was very inflammatory to my body. Um, still not 100% sure what that was, or, you know, it wasn't COVID. I tested multiple times. I saw multiple doctors. Um, they're not sure exactly what, what that was, what, it what was happening, but it was not great. And so my body actually needed quite a bit of time to recover from that and reduce the inflammatory markers. So, you know, come 2022, and as this is going on, uh, you know, for people who are close to my age, cause again, I just turned 38 um, last month. It's kind of like, okay, well also, you know, you're like kind of the, the back of your head, you know, like the clock is kind of ticking. Um, even though, as I have some future guests on talking about fertility and that journey, it's not necessarily about how many eggs you have. It's about the quality of the eggs that you have. And so, um, and that's very much the Ayurvedic approach too, is that's why we have that, we have a three to six month preparation. So I decided, you know what, I am going to do that preparation and just fully dive into it. It's a little bit more of a cleanse slash, um, I don't want to say restrictive, but like I cut out processed food. I cut out alcohol. I cut out. um, I was down to one cup of coffee a day. Uh, I worked out. I lifted weights four days a week. I was very um, back on my routine, back on my habits. And I wasn't strict about it, but I was very, it was very healthy. It was very healthy lifestyle. So I did that for three months. Um, And that was kind of my, my physical preparation or that Ayurvedic element that they say to prep. So I also had my morning routine. So, on top of that, my meditation practice was on point. I was doing my yoga asana, my breath work, my pranayama. Um, I was building up my ojas. And so, that was going on in the background. I also did a Dutch test with, um, I've had her on the show Krista King a couple different times. And so, I did my Dutch test with her and it came back. I was a little bit high in estrogen. So, I believe in May, was at the end of April, beginning of May, I, I went on some supplements to kind of help reduce that estrogen. Cause at that point I'd already been doing my Ayurvedic practices. Um, this was month three of them. And I'm like, Ooh, stuff still feels something feels a little off. Let me just get this test so I can just rule out any hormone issues. And there was just, again, that slight hormone imbalance. So I went on med and instantly I felt better. Um, the, the medicine that I, or the supplements that I took, um, instantly just made my body It was within two days. I was like, wow, I have energy back!" Like. I could feel that balance coming out. So then again, that was one more layer that I added on in May. And so come uh, middle of May, I went on a girls weekend with a couple of my good girlfriends and we did a um, full moon circle. And at this full moon circle, um, I, I put it out there. I, w- I told them, I said, okay, I'm very nervous for this. I'm scared. I don't know, like maybe it's not in the cards, but kind of wanted to have another baby. And they were both very encouraging and like, yes. And so I put that down as one of my intentions in this, in the circle. And, um, that's where we left it. Well, fast forward two weeks, I got pregnant. Um, I could not believe it. It was so fast. I mean, I text the, my two good, my girlfriends that were with, I was like, you'll never believe this. I'm pregnant. Um, and so it, it did not even take that full month. It was just bam, got home ovulating and it, it was there, all of the pieces kind of came to be. And so with that, I can't tell you exactly what, what piece fell into place for me, but I do think it's, it's a combination of all of it. I think, you know, the making sure I'm following my Ayurvedic practices and getting my body really up firing in combination with taking the right supplements to get myself balanced Um, My husband actually at the time as well, he was cutting out sugar out of his diet. And so he was also on his own little path and journey. He doesn't drink. And so, or he rarely does. Um, So that was not an issue. And so he was really like, okay, let me, he was cutting out sugar and trying to eat a little healthier and losing some weight. And so he was doing that on his side as well. So it wasn't like a one-sided thing here. And then um, a lot of it was the intention for myself because I think I was a little scared of like, okay going back through this again. And um, the first time when I was pregnant with my son, I was in the personal training field. I felt really embarrassed of like my changing body. And, um, you know, everyone's like, oh, you're going to bounce back. You're going to bounce back. And I think that's a horrible thing to tell someone who's pregnant because you don't know. And my body did not instantly bounce back. You know, I had to work hard to you know lose weight. And in the personal training field, I felt judged by that. And so Um, you know, not by clients, but by, you know, just being in that field in general, you just, you just feel judgment. And so that's kind of where I was in the back of my head. So I had to work through some of these stories and some of this just kind of muck, I think um, that kind of residual stuff that was stuck to me. And so in Ayurveda, again, it's that mind, body, soul approach. And for me, I really had to heal some of the soul work of being okay, welcoming another child in here. And um, I just, I was like, I just felt the baby. And give me a little kick because I said that just now. Um, but that's kind of where I, I needed to do my biggest piece was kind of the mental piece I think as well in, as well as the physical. So that is kind of the conception journey. Um, I thought I had a podcast about um, the three to six month Ayurvedic protocol. I don't. I often take one-on-one clients through that um, because we can really tailor it to your lifestyle. Uh, so if that is something you're interested in you know definitely hit me up with an email and I can kind of give you an idea of, um, some practices or, you know, even for a session or two, just to kind of get you on the right track there. Um, so that, that is what I would say for the Ayurvedic side of things. Now let's come into, okay, yes, I'm pregnant. Well, the first thing I did is, you know, I booked my, my, um, you know, with my doctor, my OBGYN and, the hospital, we have moved since my son was born. And so now we're, we're living in the city. So we live in St. Paul. I lived in a suburb um, before. And so now this, this hospital is actually in a suburb and it's about a 40 to 45 minute drive from where we live. So it wasn't really ideal, but I loved my doctor. And so I was willing to make the drive. Um, and and then that's, that's where I started. So my first appointment was actually with the midwife because they rotate between the midwife and doctor every other appointment. And so, um, I, I really felt that the the midwife was not listening. You know, this was at eight weeks. My I had my first confirm you know confirmation ultrasound, um, and then so everything was good. And you know, just in talking with her, she was just um, not supportive or just not really listening. I she was like, "Do you want to do genetic testing?" And I was like, "Not really." because again, personally, and I think this is everyone's personal decision. I, I have found there's just been a lot of false positives and then it freaks people out. There's extra stress and worry and potentially extra tests that don't need to be done. Um, and I just said, you know, I think I'm just going to wait until that 20 week ultrasound. And I don't know if we would, we wouldn't do necessarily anything differently depending on what was found from these tests either. And so there's, there's so many layers here of, of this conversation. And so she said, well, you know, you're, you're 37 at the time I was 37. She's like, you're 37. Your husband's 45. Um, you should get, you should do the genetic testing. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not thinking yes. This is a no for me. So she's like, well, I'm going to order them anyway. And they'll call you and you can decline if you want. And so that was kind of my first like, okay. So then I went and I um, said, okay, well, I would like to schedule, you know, with my doctor. And um, she said, Oh, bad news. She's down to two days a week. And so now I'm like, okay, so I'm going to be fighting with, you know, how many of her clients she, she has or patients, patients that she has to get on our schedule. And for me to drive that 45 minutes and have my full workload, like if she's doing it at a time where I'm teaching a class, like these aren't easy things for me to maneuver either. And so I just found that whole process is going to be really difficult. Plus it's going to be winter and it's going to be snowy. um, And I'm not going to necessarily want to drive that 45 minutes up to that hospital. And with my kind of friction already with that midwife, I was like, "Mm, you know what, I'm thinking this is, this is the sign that I need to explore other options. And so I, um, you know, I didn't know where I was going to go or even what I was looking for, but I kind of just was like, you know what, I'm going to do some birth centers because I have clients who are doulas and Um, I've heard great things about some of the local birth centers. So I just Googled them and I toured one. That's not, I mean, it's 10 minutes from my house and loved it. And it's just on this home in, you know, right off this um, beautiful street. Um, and a crisp and green is right across the street. I'm already like, great. I can have a nice nourishing meal. Um, but all of those things kind of played a factor. And I went there, met with the midwives, loved them, loved the environment. And, um, she was not, she was very mindful, I guess, of my age as well, which I appreciated. She was like, we don't really do anything different, you know, at the age of 38, you know, if you're, if you're 40 to 45, we might have some extra testing, but we're not going to call this a geriatric pregnancy. You're healthy. Um, we are just going to go through and, you know, maybe there might be a few extra tests at the end, but it's your call. This is completely your call. So um, I really felt comfortable with that as well. And so really all with the, um, and I've actually only had three doctor appointments. So I've had the first one at the hospital and now two um, at this um, birth center. And one was with the ultrasound at 20 weeks and everything looked great there. And then um, my first appointment was a 14 week appointment and it was an hour and a half appointment, which was amazing. Like we, she really got to know me um, and really took notes on like just who I am, what I like, what I do, um, all of those things, which I think is really helpful because you really want them, you know, you want your people to kind of know you and understand your personality during that birth process. So basically all that I'm getting, um, which I told her I would be okay with these extra tests or not really necessarily tests, but extra monitoring um, around 36 weeks, they said, because of my age, um, they like to do either ultrasound one week and then the fetal heart rate monitoring the next just to make sure that the baby's doing great and that my placenta is still doing great and in good condition. Um, Cause that can be something that can deteriorate with age. But again, it's such at this at 38, it actually is really, really such a small percentage. So I don't want to like freak anyone out. It's very small. Um, And so, and she even said that she's like, that's not, I'm not even concerned about that, but that's just um, you know, I just want to throw that out to you. So you have the knowledge and you can make the decision that's best for you. So I said, yep, I I would definitely want to do those extra just monitoring because if anything is wrong, I am, I'm, I cannot um, give birth at the birth center. So if whatever reason, if there's anything that's a flag or that could be potentially dangerous, it's, it's a no-go. And I was, I'm completely okay with that. I said, yep, I have my backup hospital, which is right down the road. Um, I've never been there. um, But that's not necessarily a problem because with my son, uh, when my water broke, hospital I was supposed to deliver at, um, was full when we called. And so they actually said, you have to go to a different hospital. And so we went to a completely brand new hospital that we had never been to, um, to deliver my son. And so I'm, I'm very comfortable in the unknowns or the fluctuations, I guess. Um, I told her, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not grasping to any certain outcome besides just a healthy pregnant, like healthy me, healthy mama and healthy baby at the end of this. Um, and so she, she was totally, on board with that and um you know i seem like you know i seem like a great client for the birth center so that is my journey with the birth center i can update you more as um that as i go through that because again birth is you never know birth is just an unknown um so i am open to flowing there so coming now um let's talk about the actual pregnancy and how how i've been doing things different this time um so I've been doing an Ayurvedic approach to this pregnancy with my son. I did not, I had just started, you know, I mean, really starting the tip of the iceberg of what Ayurveda is. I had taken some classes. I knew enough knowledge to be dangerous. I had no idea really about the depth of Ayurveda and what I know now um, and what I'm still learning. Cause I, I believe it's, it is a lifelong learning process and you're always going to uncover new things about yourself and you're going to learn new things with Ayurveda with various teachers. And so um, this this one, I actually really felt the call to slow down my first trimester. Um, every day at like two o'clock, I would go lay on my trampoline and do a meditation. And I had a book that I was reading that had a yoga element. So really mindful book, my meditation. Um, and I just felt like just chilling out. And really in Ayurveda, what they say is it's all about grounding that Bata dosha. So keeping that bhata dosha balanced and building that Kapha dosha. So you're actually building that Kapha, which makes sense in that first trimester, because Kapha is that supportive dosha. It's it, you need Kapha, you need that Kapha to build. And so that's what I was doing kind of intuitively without, without knowing, because sometimes in that first trimester, you're like, yeah, I got to get everything done because I have the energy. Although if you're nauseous, um, or, you might be really tired. I was really tired with Jalen. I was not um, this pregnancy. And um, I also haven't, I was a little nauseous from time to time, but it was, again, it was nothing compared to what I've seen, um, you know, from other clients that I've worked with. And so for myself, I was like nothing to complain about really. I, I didn't need a nap like I did, um, you know, with my first pregnancy, I, I was okay. So my second trimester, my, my little, adjustments is now it's the time that I can move my body a little bit more intensely, um, but only to a light sweat per Ayurvedic suggestions, no matter if you're pregnant or not, they just want that light sweat at the most. And that's kind of your stop threshold. Because again, if Kapha, if we're building that Kapha, that second trimester, your kapha's your Kapha kind of been built and um, Kapha, the antidote to Kapha is kind of movement. So we want to make sure we're moving so we don't get stuck and stagnant. Because then rolling into that third trimester, if you have that excess kapha that we didn't move around in that second trimester, that's when you get really earthy, heavy feelings. So if you think about that kapha dosha, it is that heavy um, earth, heavy water energy. And so that's why I've actually felt like most people do in that second trimester. And I shouldn't say everyone or even most because every pregnancy is different, but a lot of people feel really good that second trimester and um, you know, working out will give them that energy and then really watching what I consume. So, um, emotionally and just in general. And I noticed I tried to watch, um, cause I, I do enjoy, I love Murder She wrote, um, an RIP to Angela Lansbury who just passed away, um, last week who I love and adore. She's one of my favorites, but that's, that's the show I really, I love to watch. And, um, it's not too scary. Like it's, I, I love just watching her. Like she just is amazing. So, and then the Cabot Cove, I love the Cabot Cove. Anywho, <laughs> that is where I kind of land. Now again, Hallmark, I like their mysteries as well. So again, it's a softer mystery. They're easy. They're not like uh, super death, gross, gory things. So I turn on Netflix and then like they recommended Dahmer. Um, I think, I think that's what it's called. So I try, I put it on, I put it on for like 10 minutes. I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot watch this. This is so disturbing. And I was like, huh, this is interesting. I feel like in the past or past, like if it would have been a year ago, I would have totally been like, yes, you know, let me sit down, have a glass of wine and watch this. Um, Cause again, I'm intrigued by mysteries, but it, right now during pregnancy, I was like, no way. Cannot watch this. This is so disturbing. Um, and that again, I think was me like, and again, my inner knowing being like, Mm-mm. emotionally, I cannot handle that right now. I, I do not want to feed that energy to the baby. Because again, the baby is really paying attention to what's going on. Like our emotions do affect the baby. Um, that is what one of Ayurvedic's prize rules, I guess, during pregnancy would be, you know, the happiness of the mama is number one. So if mama's not happy or it's really struggling, baby is going to struggle. And so I really found after learning that from a course that I recently took with Ayurveda about preparing for fertility, pregnancy, and postpartum, Um, I found that to be really useful because I'm like, yeah, that makes sense why I'm so turned off by things that maybe I used to be able to watch, but right now I can't like give me all of my Hallmark movies. Like, yes, (laughs) that's all I want. Just something light, airy and fun, golden girls, those type of um, shows or movies. Um, And now finally, I'm also been doing some five senses awareness because the five senses, um, the Pratyahara, is the withdrawal of those five senses. Because if we get overstimulated with our five senses, then we are going to overstimulate the vati. And we do not want to do that during pregnancy. Again, we're really trying to keep that vata grounded. And so I'm monitoring, okay, how much time am I spending on social media um, work-wise? Where, where, am I at? where am I at with my threshold? You know, I accepted this book proposal knowing, okay, I'm pregnant during, uh, I'm gonna be pregnant while I'm writing this. Can I handle this? Um, and are there things I can Um, sweep off my plate if need be. And there are. And so that's where I was like, okay, I can say yes to that because I do have some flexibility in my schedule. I'm still going to have time um, to make sure I am staying grounded. So those are some of the Ayurvedic ways that I've been approaching this pregnancy. Now onto the fitness in in general. So the first trimester, um, I I really just taught my exercise and yoga classes. I would occasionally maybe get one lifting session in for myself besides the classes i was teaching each week but most of the time you know i, I teach between six and ten classes a week that are um, senior either exercise classes or yoga classes and yoga classes either with the seniors or in-person one-hour yoga classes so i have a lot of classes that i'm doing so i'm not i'm not stagnant during the day and so that first trimester again you got to be careful with the vata and so it's a little different approach than western medicine again um, or the Western take on pregnancy, so I was I felt okay, you know, being like I got to drop some things. I don't want to work out as intensely. Um, and then around week sixteen, I started to lift about two times a week because I was starting to feel good. I'm sliding into that second trimester. And then around week twenty, I was like, okay, yeah, I fe- I'm feeling it. I feel like I'm ready to get moving. And so I downloaded the app, Expecting and Empowered, and that's the app that I've been using. Um, I guess the last couple of weeks now I've just really started using it, but that's what I'm using to, um, work out with. And I love it. I, I really do. They have three times, they have three, um, lifting workouts a week, an upper body, lower body, and a total body. And then, um, they have the exercise demos that you can do with it. They have a little timer, so you can kind of keep track of how long the workout's taking you. Um, and then, It doesn't have a barbell, which I really like because sometimes the, and it's a strong workout program. So it's not like a, um, some of the workout programs, I'm not really into like lifting the two to three pound weights, um, workout programs during pregnancy. That's just not personally my style. Um, and so I appreciated a nice, strong workout, but it doesn't include a barbell because I'm I'm not a barbell person. I just give me the dumbbells, give me some bands. I'm good to go. And this is that, that program to the T. And so it also includes flexibility and some pelvic core pelvic floor work. And so that's been something that I've been really, um, utilizing. And then again, once the third trimester hits, I'm going to probably slow down again. And I will stop teaching my senior and yoga classes in January, and I'll just be going to be focused on my own movement. So that is where, um, I plan to do there. I've also gotten plenty of walks in as I'm recording this. I just walked six miles today. So I'm getting, I'm getting my walks in as well. And then I balance it with little, maybe legs up the wall. I have done a few, um, a few times after walks, just to kind of help relieve my legs. <laughs> All right. Now the final um, piece that I just wanted to touch on was nutrition. So this pregnancy, I've definitely probably ate healthier than I did with my son. Um, I remember last pregnancy, I gave in to any craving I had. So I was like, yes, I'm pregnant. I think I gained about 60 pounds with him. Um, and so far I gained uh, 11 pounds with this pregnancy. And so it's a little bit different um, feel. And I swear all 11 pounds are like in my boobs. Cause my boobs are still bigger than my belly. And so that is where I'm sitting. Um, but with my son, I, the Annie's mac and cheese is what I craved. And of course that's his favorite food still. He loves it. Um, I will say I'm taking a different prenatal vitamin this time. And I used it from the advice of Krista King, um, the dietitian, that I was seeing and I just had sent her a message, hey, if I'm pregnant, what vitamin would you recommend? And so Seeking Health was a brand that she recommended. And then along the advice of my midwife, she also told me to take um, a vitamin D and then fish oil as well as magnesium. And so I'm taking a little extra as well. So I've got lots of lots of supplements I'm taking and I will say the magnesium has almost completely stopped my nighttime Charlie horses. I was getting those quite a bit, um, you know, when I was pregnant with my son. And then, um, this early on in this pregnancy, I was already getting them. So I was like, Oh no, this is not going to be good. Cause it will, it's just horrible pain. Middle of the night wakes you up. It's not fun. And, um, the magnesium has really helped. I really knock on wood. I had a foot cramp teaching yoga. And that was the only time I've, I've had really any cramping, um, through the lower body. And then the first trimester, I also had no aversions to vegetables, this pregnancy, Um, With my son, I remember hating vegetables, and I usually loved vegetables, but I couldn't stand them. So this pregnancy, I was craving the zucchini, bok choy, sautéed with mushrooms. So that was also kind of a strange thing. But I will say now, as we're kind of sliding into that second trimester, I'm starting to crave those Reese's peanut butter pumpkins and peanut butter Captain Crunch. So the fake peanut butter, the artificial peanut butter, that's what I'm um, craving. And so I'm kind of mindful in um, my Ayurvedic pregnancy course that I just went through, they had said to um, you know give in to the cravings, but just be mindful of it. It's maybe not every time. So like you're craving your peanut butter, Captain Crunch. Maybe you have it a couple times a week. It doesn't mean you have to have it every day. And so that's kind of my philosophy with those. I'm not gonna deprive myself of that craving. I'm just gonna give in, but again, it's not gonna be um, every meal I'm having Captain Crunch. Uh, and then also soup which I think is really helping with my digestion. So I'm craving soup at night and knock on wood, as I've talked about many times in this podcast, digestion has not been my strong suit, but I will say right now during this pregnancy, I am having great digestion um, with bowel movements daily and better bowel movements than I had when I wasn't pregnant. And so I will take it. So I don't know if it's combination again of the vitamins I'm on, or, you know, a lot of the times I will have those soups or lighter meals for dinner just because, this stage of pregnancy too, I'm not feeling um, a big meals and not, does not sit well with me. So I think all of those are factors. And then sometimes I will need a snack in the middle of the night because I am, I wake up just starving. And so sometimes I have a granola bar sitting by my bed, just in case I need something um, I have learned. So I don't have to go downstairs, get a granola bar. And so that has been my, um, I guess my go-tos. So really in conclusion, you know, I'm feeling really good. Uh, I have feeling, I feel the baby growing. I feel like this last week, um, the baby went through a growth spurt because I was starving at all times. And I have not felt that way um, throughout the pregnancy, but I was, could not get enough food last week. And then um, I could just feel the baby growing like little elbows or, you know, knees to the to the belly. Um, but I'm not uncomfortable yet, but I'm like getting to the point where I'm like, yep, I definitely feel pregnant. I can't just kind of easily sit up or roll around. It's, you know, a little bit more effort. And then what I'm looking forward to doing in the coming weeks are going to some Bluma yoga classes um, here locally, which is the prenatal yoga classes. So I've been teaching a prenatal class, but then to actually turn around and get to be um, a little self-care for me where I can take it and I don't have to um, be on and teach it, I think is really going to be pretty nourishing. So that's on my plans um, for the next weeks or the next few weeks. So that is my update. Um, it's probably a little bit longer just because it's been 22 weeks. And so I have a lot to report on and I will give you an update um, probably again sometime in that third trimester, just to kind of give you a feel for how everything is transitioning and going. And um, and then before we know it, little little one's going to be here. They're going to be here in February. So my due date's February 18th. Um, and we are waiting to find out if it's going to be a boy or a girl. So we're waiting until birth. So... All right. Well, thank you all so much. And thank you all for the amazing, um, support and everyone who said, um, congrats over on Instagram and, um, truly appreciate that. And I appreciate you for tuning in each week, um, and supporting me on this journey. Thank you all so much and go out there and spread your peaceful power.